This is the Kita Anime Podcast for February 28th, 2012 of the winter season, episode 4, but it's the only way I can sleep. Time for the Kita Anime Podcast with Dito and KT Data. The Kita Anime Podcast is brought to you by <laughs> because <laughs> and by time and energy. We all need more both. Welcome to the Kita Anime Podcast. I'm KT Data. Uh, I'm Dito. And here is the show where we sit around, watch some animes, and blab about it for. About the same amount of time that it takes to watch all these animes, because that's how we roll. So, Dito, how are you doing tonight? That's a little late. Probably a lot better than you, Katie. <laughs> yeah, if you guys haven't noticed, uh, I may look a little tired and wrinkly and 40 years older than usual. And that's because I've been running around for the past week or so. Uh, <laughs> um, because but- he really is. Yeah, you know, and you think I could get some rest and relaxation after I finish the show and all, but guess what we're doing this weekend, Dito? We are going to be covering another anime convention this weekend on uh, March 2nd and 3rd called Anime Salt Lake. It is their first uh, anime con here in Utah, so we're going to be, at, we actually got press passes, believe this Woohoo! Exactly. <laughs> so, um, check us out. So after the after the weekend, and hopefully, I will have the review up and now hopefully an assload of pictures if I get lucky enough. Because we're gonna have our roadie and a nice camera opposed yes. to my little snapper. <laughs> yes, and then I'm gonna have nice microphones, and I'm gonna edit these as soon as possible because by then I should have most of the CS stuff done. And we've heard this story before, <laughs> and I'm actually gonna make. Yes. Oh, I need an intervention. But you know, you know how, who else needs yeah, an intervention? We're still, what, we're like six months behind on the Emikonzai oh, yeah. and the, the second day for bot for uh, geeks. Ah, we'll get there. But do you know who else needs an intervention? You. No, no idea. Of course. So let's just jump into our first episode. Spoilers abound. And, of course, our first anime that we're bringing to you is Guilty Crown, and it's brought to you by Reincarnation. Never know what's going to happen to you. (laughs) So, last episode, we learned that Shu is... Just learned some creative fishing. Um, Yahiro, once again, is hated by us, of course. And we learn how to break a void. Uh, so yes, as we have seen during many of these episodes so far, each episode we come, Shu goes a little more loco. Uh, yeah, you know, our our favorite jerk in the anime may have uh, gone a little too far down the rabbit's nest this time around. Yeah, from when we encounter Yairo and his... um douchiness as i'm calling it um he realizes after a certain point that Chu is starting to get more than he can control and he starts starting to bring him back and 
obviously he's not going to believe him at this point. Yeah, I am like now officially calling him Crazy King Shoe because he's really nuts and all that jazz. Yeah, when when you first see the 17th episode in the beginning, you see about how, how crazy we really mean. Yeah, he doesn't see people as people anymore. They're just tools to be used during the entire thing. And then if we remember back in episode 16, we actually thought that uh, Inori might have just offed our uh, former president, Arisa. Um, <laughs> that would have been interesting. But it no, actually would have. Yeah, it would have been interesting, but no. They decided to do the uh, another anime cliche by just revealing that uh, she uh, not even mortally injured, but heavily injured Arisa's hand. Would that be fair? Well, what do you, well she's stuck on those like spikes right through her hand. So yeah, I would say that it was pretty messed up. Yeah, and then. Of course, our resident brown nosers that really just want to take over Shu's reign and everything, they decide to send a school-wide message saying that if you break your void, you die. That's not yes. going to cause a little bit of unrest or anything, right? You know, everybody's just going to take it laying down. Just like they've oh, taken they took everything it. else. Oh, come on. You saw them. They took it just fine, you know? Die, Shu, you bastard. We're going to kill you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I think they took it quite well. Yes, yes. Very, and you know, uh, not no kind of mass-wide panic or anything, because the wall is still moving in on them, too. Let's not forget about yes. that. Yes, they have um, yeah. about a week left before the walls hit their school. But here's what we mean by Yahiro being a complete douche, because um, he goes to talk to Arisa, and Arisa is just like, um... I'm going to tell you who actually attacked me. And because that uh, Inari is the only person that Shu pretty much trusts, 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 you guys, I all English people. I graduated, got my education. <laughs> Anyways. So when Yahiro comes and confronts Shu, because at this point, um, Inari's already told Shu that she might have done something to Arisa, and Yahiro just kind of confirms it. And he's not in the mood to believe Yahiro at this point because uh, he wants to make her an example because if they don't, they're going to lose morale and all that jazz. But we all know that... We already know everything's going downhill at this point. Oh, yeah. All these kids, they're, they don't know what they're doing. Let's be honest. This is yeah, just yeah. a train wreck, and we are enjoying watching every single bit of it. Yes, actually. But because of that, Yahiro got ranked down to the F section. Dun, dun, Fate. dun! <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, you know... Uh, Theto, you forgot to mention something in our last episode about thinking there might be a mole. Yes, yes. Um, I've been like we always try to interpret our cliches, you know, stuff that we predict in from next episode because you know this whole anime is about cliche that we've you know, mentioned in the last few episodes. Um, I feel that there was a mole in there. You know, like they're able to get all this information because he keep on talking about how she was gathering all the yeah, voids. You, you know, you can go to the doctor and get those removed, right? Yada yada yada. 
And my my first my first person I thought of was gonna be Yahiro because you know he was evil uh, conniving sugar boy sugar boy sugar and sugar 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 <laughs> and apparently I was wrong. <laughs> you know I'm kind of glad I didn't mention this last episode because I was I didn't see this one coming. Believe this or not? Yeah. Um. And then, uh, so, but we'll, we'll, uh, we'll tease you and tell you who the mole is a little bit later in the story. Yes, but first, we must go back to Arissa because when one of the gruesome twosome dumb buddies decided to hear that she was talking to somebody, comes in there and says, you can't badmouth Shu, and she made probably the most provocative suggestions I have ever heard anyone ever say in this show, pull out my void and she basically puts his hand or sorry puts his hand on her chest and later in the episode we see that they did the snooky snooky uh, what they did the what yes <laughs> uh, what? Yeah, but so <laughs> come on we have to keep this ready for podcast we can't just say that they had yeah okay <laughs> Just go watch the anime. You'll figure it out. Yes, They're just yes. hugging. Um, so, but they they uh, they were planning on uh, an escape plan. They call it the Exodus, of course. And when you're in Tokyo, where else would you plan your Exodus, Dito, other than at Tokyo Tower? <laughs> Always Tokyo Tower. Those Japanese are kind of proud of that thing. <laughs> Sorry, um, we're like on two different topics here. <laughs> you know, so they they plan this whole attack and everything. And the funny thing I thought about this was it's actually European style attacking. So he's going all for it. You know, there's enough buildings they could do pretty good uh, gorilla gorilla tactics. gorilla tactics. But no, let's just send people as decoys while I uh, slice my way through Tokyo Tower and everything. You know. Uh, and that's the fun thing too about this strategy. So I, now I'm gonna just kind of ex- expand on this a little for everyone who might have or not have seen this. It's your basic one-on-one strategy, you know, like the old days where they just line up together and they just start. You yeah, know, the European each other. style of warfare, right there. Yeah, and that's a, what they're doing. And Shu pulls out the sword from Enery. He just charges in there and. He didn't need to do yeah. that to begin with. <laughs> so yeah. I found that. I'm like, alrighty. So he got probably a good dozen of his so-called comrades killed or more yeah. than wounded. Too. For no apparent reason either. That's, no, that's the no funny thing. Reason. For no apparent reason. Because I'm pretty sure if he just had pulled out Inari's sword, he could have just taken them all out in one shot. Yeah, yeah. He really, yeah. He really could. And I don't I just, know. Anyways, um, so there's my rant. But as uh, Shu sacrifices voids left and right for no apparent reason, he gets into the tower and manages to uh, slice the tower in pieces. This is another thing. They enjoy showing Tokyo Tower, but the Japanese aren't afraid to blow it up at the same time. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it didn't really blow up. It just kind of toppled over. Yeah, you know. Um, it, it's just like... Yeah, of course, that takes out all the giant robots and everything, allowing uh, them to go until we uh, 
then we noticed that uh, Arisa, she's uh, been working with the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, we see all the students pull out real weapons, not just voids, all against Shu, and Shu's going, dudes, I just got you out of this place. And they're like, well, we're going to dethrone you as the king. And uh, guess who shows up at this point, Dito? Dun, dun, dun! Katie. Yes, I show up in the anime, and I'm like, what now? I'm taking all your voice. No, 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 no. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, yes. No, no. KT uh, is our next anime star. Yes! I finally made it, guys. I'm ditching the podcast to do this animation thing. I don't know like a Japanese, but it's okay. They're just using my likeness. <laughs> um, but no, they, they show... Guy shows up, and you think this would be a nice... Happy reunion and everything. And Narisa's like, I did everything you want. And then Guy just comes up. Shoo. It's time uh, for your reign to end. And, you know, you think it'd be something like he tried to convince Shu to join his ranks again or anything. No, he just kind of just slices Shu's arm off. Just lobs it. Just <sighs> Nice and clean. Yeah, is, is, his, is his arm right here? Gone. Yep. Nice and clean. And then somehow that causes the uh, king's virus to uh, transfer, transfer all over to uh, to guy who seems to already have some control over stuff because he was shooting blades left and right too, and he managed to pull out uh, Inori's sword. In, yeah, Inori's sword to incapacitate her from helping shoe out. So. And this is uh, where it gets a little weird because, you know, you would assume that that Chu got his arm lobbed off. He's obviously agonizing pain on the ground and everything. How in the world, after did Inri, you know, get him out of there? Did they like... Because he was bleeding profusely. He should have been dead. He should have been dead in seconds, honestly, because guys are coming out of there. I'm trying to figure out, like, did they... They, they cauterize it or what they do because you know, he doesn't have any bandages there or anything. It's just kind of like this. Anyways, we'll get to that in a, in a bit because you know, we see a lot of this in the next episode. Yes. Um, and at that moment, uh, you know, somehow Shu manages to escape because the one kid, he kind of turns on all the other robots. And yes, that's right. Pretty much takes out the whole battalion by himself before they pull him out. Which was kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, when Guy turns around, of course, Shu and Inari are gone. And yes, but we can't we can't forget the one of the best parts too. And this is where you know everybody who just escaped that was turned on Shu realized that maybe Shu was a better person to reign over us, so yes. to speak, because because uh, Guy does take out. Yes, about oh, the United Nations four? decides to. Uh, he they decide to. Uh, Japan's kind of a lost cause. Let's just blow it up entirely. Yep, they sent off their stealth fighter and I was dropping off, um, what was it? Basically, they're just like nuke bombs and everything. Yeah. They're just going to carpet bomb the entire place. And Guy, with all his newfound, newfound power. power and such, he takes about five voids, puts them all together, and makes a missile and shoots it off. 
Yeah, and that takes out all the other missiles and oh yeah, kind of happened to kill all the guys he took the voids from, which are yeah. those uh, you know, those are uh are two idiots. Two idiot twins and the one girl that was pretty much short of just putting on knee pads and going to town with you. Yeah. Yeah. There <laughs> at this point stuff, I kind of felt that this was deserved by them but at the same time too it kind of felt a little like they didn't deserve that yeah you know? it, it felt like because they got reduced the, from these more central characters down to just disposable ones that you could just get rid of in two seconds well yeah. the the two the two idiots i do believe they deserved every bit of that because you know they were never they were, i didn't care about that anyways they were just minor characters to me anyways but yeah, it was yeah. Uh, just felt a little demeaning to some of them, like, that just to go out like that, you know, without anything. But yeah, but... missile, boom, done, yay! Yep. But <laughs> all hail the new king guy. He seems to be king a lot guy. King and then we, guy. yeah, we go into this other episode, and um, ISA and stuff tried to talk to him, and he's like, to guy, and guy's like. I've changed from before and everything. I'm not the same guy you knew before. And yeah. follow me or die by my hands is basically what he said. Yeah. And then, you know, it shows all the uh, remaining Undertakers trying to escape because they're pretty much rounding everybody up. Um, Arisa is welcomed into their order as a comrade. And then it cuts <laughs> yes. to. Inari just pretty much holding a uh, unconscious shoe that should have been dead about twenty minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, to this day, I'm. I don't know how they're going to explain how his mortal wound of losing an arm is going to not affect him at all. I mean, the only thing I found a little interesting and kind of funny, in my opinion, was he was looking at his phone template visual thing or whatever the hell they want to call anyways um of like photos of all the good old days before all this crap happened and after it finished it you see the little youtube thing replay again and his little stump comes up and he tries to push he's just yeah (laughs) i just Um, found i found that to be like that right there i I found to be slightly and slightly funny but the same too i felt very sad for shu because you know, how would you feel about after all this happened, getting forced into doing all this and then getting your arm lobbed off and you reduced down to this? My money is that either Guy or Inari is going to become his replacement arm sometime in the future. Write that down. Yeah, yeah I like, I'm trying to wonder exactly <laughs> how is he going to deal with his arm because I'm not sure to say Guy or Inari, but, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if that does happen. You know, I guess we could take predictions in a little bit later after we talk a little bit more about the situation that is happening right now. Yeah, so it becomes a really in- uh, interesting twist because it actually goes back to uh, Arisa's grandfather and they start explaining a part of the story that I didn't expect. And he was talking about this clandestine group, kind of like the Illuminati, except they call him the Dot. And... They kind of have this underworld agenda that they want to do, and they've are they're so such an old group that people don't even believe they exist, but they do exist, and they've worked themselves into almost every organization around the world. Um, 
And so then this is where it's interesting because they uh, he had uh, Arisa's grandfather has the one chick take over negotiations with the uh, A- Asian coalition that's in mainland Asia right now that's trying to figure out what to do. And he's like, I have something else to do. And then this is where it cuts to the UN. I, I really honestly didn't think they put the UN in there. And they're in this kind of war zone situation. And they're watching uh, Pacific Fleet head towards Japan. And then all of a sudden it just gets wiped out. And Guy makes this announcement to the world saying that there are 256 leukocytes around the world. And if you any mo- armies around the world mobilize or anything, we're going to destroy them all. I only have one, one request. Leave us alone and let us do what we're going to do. And I'm going, what? What's going on over there? Um, they're up to no good, of course. Of course. They're up to shenanigans. It's always shenanigans. <laughs> yes. They want to they perform the, the world's first DDR tournament in their headquarters, and they're only ones invited. Man, oh well. At least it's not DJ Hero. I would I would be sad if it was DJ Hero and I wasn't invited. No, actually, it's worse because they did. They're actually making a live action DDR movie. Yes, <laughs> and I was hoping that was a spoof, but uh... <laughs> look up the FP for all those who are wondering. Look up yes. the FP. Um, so. Uh, as uh, Arisa's trying to hunt down Shu and Shoot. Inori. Actually, they're hunting down Inori, but Inori kind of dragging Shu's body around everywhere. Um, <laughs> she All of a sudden, they're in their mobile truck, and then they see this uh, armored limo come out, and she's like, stop! And suddenly, everybody in that armored truck starts shooting, or in the armored limo starts shooting at everybody. And then you see her walking, and it's like, hold your fire! Hold your fire! And all of a sudden, the guy who walks out is her grandfather, dressed in traditional samurai gear with swords and all. And he's like, I thought better of you, you know? You wouldn't come into this group because you know you're not going to get any rewards out of this after the end. And, uh, you know, then the grandfather, which I think is pretty awesome, uses his first sword stabs the guy closest to uh, Arisa and then uses a sword to take down the other two guys in like one no, no, swipe. Not just, not just stabs, he throws it. Yeah, he th- and just, just stabs it. It just goes right through. Just like that much of the blade after a full, a full te- like a full slice of Japanese uh, katana. Only that much was sticking out of him. Yeah, that, like, I was like, dude, why didn't we see the grandpa fight some more? That's freaking awesome. So it's now down to... Uh, him holding a sword against Arisa and it's like, I have to bring honor back. And he goes forwards for a final swipe and then you just hear a gunshot. And Arisa just shoots him right in the chest and he falls over. And the and his grandfather's like, I've gotten soft. Right there. Uh, that was and a... Uh, this, at this moment, at this moment, you can just tell that Arisa was like, conflicted because she didn't want to fight her grandfather but at the same time too it's like 
she wanted to as well. You're seeing this yeah. character that was very timid, you know, very shy and just kind of went with things for the most part, turning into this sheep. Yeah, I really didn't. Yeah, it's the best yeah. way I could put that. Yeah, you know? I I thought she was all in on Camp Shoe and she wouldn't change sides or anything. And here she is, like, complete 180, now working with the uh, Dot, trying to take over the world or whatever they're planning on doing that we don't know. Because um, we're supposed to leave them alone. Yeah. So we'll never know. Yeah. And uh, at this time, Inari, she kind of sees all this and she's trying to sneak back out to go tell Shu and everything. And a bunch of these guys just around and it's like, hey, 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 what do we have here? And um, <laughs> she goes into, I, I kind of don't like your name on this. I I know, it's just like I kind of put up there because it just reminded me of yeah. stuff. But, you know, what I named this was Super Enery Mode. But let's see what uh, uh, KT has to improve on that because I'm horrible naming stuff. I was going to think of, uh, what was it? Uh, was it Katie? Oh crap! I had a good one, and this is what happens when you don't write things down. You don't remember them. Oh, oh, I have our cheat sheet right here. Yeah, I, I, I remember. I was gonna call it Psycho I Know Mode. Psycho. <laughs> she like. Why don't we just call it the Over Nine Thousand Enery? It, it, it actually the funny thing is it actually reminds me of the movie uh, Sucker Punch, where in that movie. <laughs> When they're doing all the dances and stuff, she they kind of hallucinate or dream into this different world where it's usually a video game homage, homage somehow. And that's kind of what Inari does is she kind of totally just removes her mind and then her body just totally trashes anybody around her. And then when she comes to, she doesn't really remember anything that happened to her physically other than the fact that she's covered in blood. And uh, that's not, she's not covered in blood. She's like just a couple of blood spots in her cheek. Yeah. That's about it. And then she runs off to a uh, shoe. And okay, this is where it gets a little weird because yeah, you can explain. You can you can you can explain this part. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I really want to. <laughs> Fine. Since you're putting me on the spot, you dick. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thanks a lot, Dino. <laughs> no problem. Any day, KT. But anyways, Dinri uh, comes back, sees Shu, just obviously distraught about the, this whole... Everybody enjoyed Dino Cyloning. Exactly. And just throws herself at Shu, and, you know, she's already a lump full of sack of crap anyways, because, you know, he's armless. Anyways... She just says, there's something wrong with me. I feel like I'm a monster. And then she just, like, kind of goes back into her little crazy mode and everything and starts trying to go down on Shu. I'm just, and she, and she was like, Anery, what do you, what do you, and she just looks at him and starts, like, crying again and then just, like, buries her face in his chest, just crying. I'm going, okay. <laughs> Who thinks Dito's connection's gonna die in a second because he sounds all Cylon on us? <laughs> Probably, honestly. I'm just watching my little my little Skype bar here fluttering between red and green. <laughs> okay, so um what happens and so she kinda goes into this self reflection mode and she's talking to herself. Well, she's not really talking to herself, she's talking to Shu's older sister. 
in, in the scene and like her older sister's like just let me come back you're just an empty shell you have no heart um you know i it's like i can make you a whole person again just let me take over and she's like no no i am who i am i am inori i'm not you i am not your ve- vessel to take over um and uh you know she kind of confronts herself and uh she tells Shu they're coming after me they're not coming after you so i'm going to be a decoy and you get away and he's like no 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 um and then she does some weird crazy thing that makes him pass out again i don't know how that worked but apparently it, at this point everybody's kind of more self-controlled over their voids and inari just in our last scene of the episode walks down and uh pretty much confronts guy or not guy just the whole ghq or whatever they're called now um and she goes uh if i'm a monster then i'll be a monster and just totally has these blades come out of everywhere on her and she goes to town on all the robots and everything around there until uh um until guy just like takes an arrow and just shoots her down at the end and uh you know it looks like they capture her and then take her away then all of a sudden again you see shu he uh finally wakes up from his trance and then he sees in his hand is the uh a pendant thing yeah that uh that inari usually has and then you just see this look of determination on him and that's pretty much the end of the episode right there um and at this time, I am going to take a quick break while we fix Dito's connection. Okay? All right, everybody. Sorry for that. Um, those of you who watch live saw some magic happen. Everybody else, it was just a nice, seamless cut. So, um, <laughs> that that's all we have for uh, Guilty Crown now. And, uh, you know, it's been a little bit serious and everything. You know, it was a little tough at the end when Dito almost died on us, so... Let's take a light breeze and enjoy some summer with our next anime. And our next anime is Ano Natsu de Mataru, and it's brought to you by... Improvising, because that's what this ad's all about. Oh yeah! Um, last time, it was the understanding of misunderstandings. Um, nothing still makes sense anymore, like it did in the beginning, but hey, we tried to explain it to you. Uh, Remen isn't a ninja, and do not mess with an angry senpai. Um, oh yeah! The men in black, they're watching out, and they're out there to get you. Um, so here they come. The yeah. <laughs> Don't make me sing it again, Dito. <laughs> um, but uh, it's funny. So in our last episode, it said there's summer session start. And of course, what's the best way to start out a summer year, Dito? Sleeping in, right? But then only to be woken up abruptly because you think you're late but then realize it's summer 
then you hear stuff outside. You you tend to open your window. You see, you know, Ichika sitting down there in a tank top, some, you know, short, short, hot pants. And you realize that's a great way to wake up in the morning. Oh, yeah. And she's hanging laundry, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, um, but... <laughs> uh, and you can and you can also talk about the lovely letter. Yes, um, you know, uh, he he actually writes. So that's a funny thing is it shows that he wrote a letter to his sister, and it's like it's already the first day of summer. I don't think I'm gonna make it through. <laughs> and he just like slides under the window. He's like, yeah, it's like <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm able to say sane. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then. It's funny because they all, since it's summer now, um, unlike some of us who don't get summers anymore, don't you remember those days of summer where all the kids, they're all, they're, you know, the movie now is the main focus of what they're going to do because they have all this time and nothing to do, so they're going to film a movie. And uh, the next scene we see, Ichika is uh, in this skin tight uh, cat suit type costume and uh, Go for it. <laughs> everybody's asking where in the world did you get that costume and Remen's like well I just had the cosplay co- uh, cosplay club make that for us and I'm just thinking cosplay club why can't they make <laughs> me a Ramune costume then <laughs> yes you have the Pocky one why not make it a Ramune yeah um and then she goes into this whole thing because she, she's a screenwriter. So everybody's asking uh, Kaito, all right, what are we going to film first? And he's like, I don't know. Go ask Remen. She's a screenwriter. And she's like, well, I'm writing it Hong Kong style. So I'm writing the scenarios and everything on the day of. And, giving, and everybody's like, are you really planning this out or are you just winging it? <laughs> kind of look. And uh, she's like, all right, our setup is that we're going to have uh, this alien crash land on Earth and uh, we're going to fall in love with the boy. And since it's only... Uh, what's the guy's name? Tetsuro. Before I te- say Tetsuo again. Tetsuro and Kai. And Kai's like, well, I got to be behind the camera, so I guess it's you. And it's like, wait, wait, wait. I just want to do the stuff behind. And then Remin tells him the best thing ever. It's like, just go with the flow. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's like, I just want to say this because we all know who Ren's character is supposed to be based around in the, in the other series and everything, but I think they did a better job with her in this one because she is more mischievous like ever before. Like ever before. Like, it's awesome. I love it. <laughs> yes, and KT's favorite laugh that she has. Yeah, and um, so and she's also like, oh, I didn't write any dialogue. You guys are just going to ad-lib all that. <laughs> so... so. <laughs> so this is the greatest part too. So they enter the first scene where she or uh, Ichika is in her Catwoman suit or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> and here comes Tetsuo or Tetsuro. Now you got me saying, you bastard. Uh, Tetsuo. Tetsuro comes in and just like there you are, you know, and just goes with the whole thing like they're just meeting at a reunion, and Ichika is just like. How'd you find me and everything? And he just explains like, because I'm a man. I'm a man in black. And they, they yeah. have another man in. Seriously, I love it because they 
put another Men in Black scene reference right there. And the first thing I thought of was because, you know, for all the for everyone who's uh, following up on this, the Men in Black third movie comes out this summer. So something tells me that they're trying to promote this. Yeah, I, I honestly, I, I would get a kick out of it if we, if you, we watch Men in Black three, and all of a sudden they're watching Ano Natsu de Mataru. I would love that so much. Deep down inside me, I would be when. <laughs> yes, that would make that would make Men in Black the coolest movie I have ever seen. Two thousand twelve. Uh, yeah. So next to next to the. Oh crap! Got the movie is going to come out in December. Zombies. Anyways, hi. <laughs> oh yeah, we're doing a show right now, right? <laughs> yes, or something like that. Um, so during that whole scene, it's funny because uh, uh, Ichika she pretty much says exactly the same thing that she said when she literally crash landed on Earth in the first episode. Um, and uh, as you go on you start noticing that the story seems a little familiar to you, you know? <laughs> it's like we're having deja vu for some reason. Yeah, and uh, as I like to say it, because when you go buy Asian bootlegs, they all go, same, same, but different. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's funny, because as we progress along the first day when they're filming and everything, uh, you know, Kaito, he's supposed to be the director and the cameraman and everything, but we start seeing the shift from Kaito being the ca- director to just being the cameraman, then to being just a star because uh, Ichika happens to kill the man in black twice in two scenes, <laughs> back to back. Yeah. So there, we back need a new back. male role. So let's have Kaito do it. Um, so... And then all the help, everybody who's like, oh, yeah, I just want to help behind the scenes. They all become central characters in this movie. And I I think it's hilarious how she just, like, manipulates everything and just with her. Eh, 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 eh. <laughs> yes, it's it's great because at this point we see that the original scene between Kaito and uh, Ichika, like saying, come live at my house, blah, blah, blah. It, it's like. It's like the like the whole day shooting. So after a whole day of shooting, they go from like uh, Remen becomes the director, the or she becomes the cameraman actually. Yeah. And she pretty much takes everyone's role away besides yeah. Mio's actually. Yeah. The funny part is that I I want to laugh is because uh, she she has that like giant camera, but she they always end up using Kai's camera. <laughs> all these scenes. I'm like, what? Yeah. You think she yeah, would this, be using this her old, this old camera that apparently his grandfather left? So it's not. It's not that he didn't want to get a better camera. It's just he likes that camera. Because eight millimeters, sexy, Dito. I told you. Even yes. Kaito knows that. Yes, yes, it's true. I can't. I can't deny that. Um. And and then you know so. They all, they all, they all finish filming the first day, and they're back at home, and so it's just Ichika and Kaito. They're sitting at the table, and I, I just couldn't get this line out of my head at all because Ichika, you know, she, we, we already see this relationship building between the two, and you know that, and Ichika, you know, she's like, oh, you know, he never will want to be with me if he knew he was an alien or everything. But the movie kind of set it in a scenario where. She could ask this question, 
And then she so she starts probing him like, if it was you in this situation, what would you do? And then Kaito's most hilarious line that I saw in this episode. It's like, well, I don't think I'd mind unless they excreted some weird fluids or anything. And each guy just has this like gives him this dirty look. It's like, no, they would. It's not not like that. They're just normal too, you know. <laughs> I'm looking. He's so clueless about it. I love it too because like actually starts probing him some more about questions. She's just like, "What would you do with the like? What would you want it, this you know this alien to do?" And he's just like, "Oh, I would like I would love the alien. To, and I love them to take me to outer space." And she just kind of responds like, "But that's against regulations." He's like, "Huh?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think that was my favorite scene of the episode. But there are a lot of good scenes in this anime because I don't know about you, Dito. I am still laughing about. In every scene as I watch this anime going on. You know what's even funnier? Is that they had this uh, discussion between Kana. Uh, Kana and uh, Mio is having like a phone discussion about what's going on. Oh, and I noticed something really, really weird that I just uh, I had to go back because I wasn't uh, really sh- I, That wasn't the reason why I went back though, but. I yeah, right. You know, yeah, yeah. Get a part yeah, of the scene. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sure. Justify yes, it. Justify it. No. It's all for the show, right? Oh. All for the show. All research. I do, I do, I do in creativity and an artiste <laughs> at fashion. But, anyways, I kind of just, something just didn't seem right about when Mio was talking to Akana. And I took a good look and I realized Kana, or that Mio is sitting on the phone talking to Kana. Butt naked with a panda over her. And I'm going, way. <laughs> I, did, I, didn't, I didn't catch it at first, but I, when I went to rewatch that scene, I noticed this. And I'm just kind of like, is it, is that, was it supposed to be that way? Yeah. You know? And I'm just thinking, because yeah, it's raining out there. Yeah, I, I'm, it's, I'm like, does she have cold. a towel on? Does she have a towel or something? I thought she had like a yeah, pink towel like, on I couldn't see. Yeah, I figured that maybe she was just got out of the shower or something, you know. But no, yeah, and she was she's butt naked. Yeah, and you well, know that's um, and then Kana decides to go visit the uh, the uh, newlywed couple. Well, not even newlywed couple, Ichika <laughs> and Kaito, and she brings them turnips, greens. Yes, turnips and. Uh, and- they make sandwiches stuff. out of turnips. Uh, I don't know. Um, it just made me. You see Renan eating the sandwiches too. I really need to get a Renan plush. Say, yeah, uh, yeah. One day, man. One day. Yeah. I'll, I'll license someone to make one for you. Yeah. So she hangs out there for a while, and she walks, and she says something that was kind of really rude, like "Ichika, how long are you planning on staying?" <laughs> Type thing. You know, really rude. And then you see her walking back, and uh, Hetsuro did it right. Uh, meets her kind of halfway in the rain while they're walking home. So they do the traditional uh, Japanese school when it's raining. You go hide in the bus stop type thing for a it's while. Not, not, tra- not traditional stuff. It's more along the country style because, you know, rain just appears. Yeah. You know, it just happens to appear in the summer of any place like Japan, you know, which we see. Yeah, so they go hide in the bus stop and they're talking and Tetsuo, of course, at this moment, we know that uh, Tetsuro and uh, likes, uh, what's her name, Kana, Kana. but Kana. Kana likes Kai 
And we're not going into this odd shape thing again. We did that last episode. You guys go go back and check that out. But uh, he's like, oh, just tell him, you know, so he knows and everything. And she's like, oh, no, that would be weird because we're filming this movie and everything. I'm just going to keep it to myself and pretend like nothing's happened. And then she walks away. Um, it cuts back to, uh, to uh, what's his face, Kaito, who's cleaning the camera and stuff. And he hears this knock on his window. So he opens up and there's a uh, Tetsuro just hanging off the ledge. Clinging. Yeah. Not just hanging. Clinging, clinging to his balcony. On and, and he's like... Uh, can I come in? Um, and then to make things awkward, he's just like, kind of like he grabs Kaito. the camera. Remember, he grabs the camera yeah. and just like points it at Kaito. Just and then he just outright just says, "Yeah, so uh, Kana." He's like, "Oh yeah, she was over here. She likes you, dude." <laughs> and he's like, "Huh?" <laughs> and yeah. co- and and then of course you know. Uh, Ichika was in the other room messing with a computer and sees a life form that appears on the balcony. So we it cuts to a scene where she's just right outside the door and she hears that. And she's like, and of course that's where the episode ends, right? <laughs> yes, but I want to make one reference to. I've noticed this. It seems like they have this kind of panda theme going on because well, oh yeah, the umbrella covering Neo, and then you have the panda umbrella that Kana has. So I'm kind of noticing this panda theme yeah. going on. That means we might need to bring back the panda hats. Yes. For all those who really want to see us with panda hats again, let us know. <laughs> Kita at ktdata.net. <laughs> um, so, and then in the next episode, it, it's funny. Uh, Tetsuro is back at his apartment, you know, and he's making plastic mo- a plastic model plane. You know, if you guys ever watched me live stream, you've seen I've built Gundams that way too. So, He's just building that, and of course, Big Sis comes in again, and he's like, "Did you have another fight with your husband?" And she's like, "No, we a couple of friends and I we were gonna go out of town and everything, but they all bailed out on me." And uh, and she's Makes like, "Makes you wonder what kind of lifestyle she lives." Yeah. Um, and then she's like, "Why don't you seem so excited to see me?" And she's like, eh. "And she's like, did something happen to you and Kana?" I was like, "No." All of a sudden, she just hands him a ticket and is like, what? It's like, here, tickets for you and your friends to go to Okinawa. Hokkaido. Oh, yeah, Okinawa. You're right. Sorry. Well, I was thinking yeah. Hokkaido. Yeah. And Dito. Hi, guys. You, 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 know, you know what happens in Okinawa? Beach episode! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and that totally sets up the whole episode, so... Of course, you know, I, I was waiting for this. I'm like, what high school drama is complete without a beach episode <laughs> somewhere in between? We had one in exactly. C3. We, uh, yeah, we had one in C3, and our other two animes are far too serious to have a beach episode. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like Guilty Crown did have a hot spring episode. Yeah, they had a, they had a hot spring episode, but it's not quite a beach episode. Beach episode. No, no, no. There's always, there's at, least, there's at least either a beach episode or. Hot Spring episode in every anime. It's true. Uh, Shauna better catch up. <laughs> it's true. Like, well, Shauna's had him in the past. Yeah. I mean, they had a beach episode in season two. Um, so uh, that, that's the funny thing. So they call everybody, and uh, Kana calls Mio, and again, 
with the panda and the nakedness. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, uh, that's kind of weird. Um, I guess that's some kind of fan service for somebody out there. <laughs> There's, yeah, some nerd, some some like otaku out there is having a nosebleed. Yeah, um, and then Ichika's like, "Oh, you're going on a trip," and Kaido's like, "Yeah." It's like, "Is that okay with you?" And she's like, "Uh, okay with me." It's like, "Yeah, we're gonna go film the rest of the movie over in o- in uh, Okaido." And she's like, Okaido? And then he shows him a pamphlet of it. And it's like, oh my god, I've never seen something there play so beautiful. Ah, I can't wait. Ah! Type thing. Yeah, she got, <laughs> yeah, she got way too excited for this. But <laughs> it seemed fitting. Yeah. And, and then, of course, we get the theme and everything. And it has the traditional two guys on the beach like, we're in Okaido. Oh, yeah. And, of course, that's when all the girls show up and everything all dressed up. And this is the funny thing is that so first you see Mio and Kana show up and they're kind of in provocative wear. Well, except Mio. She's in her uh, hoodie. Sweater. Yeah. Yeah. Short sleeve sweater. Yeah. And she's like, I can't take this off because I have very sensitive skin. And I'm back of me saying, you just spent the last episode naked behind a panda bear. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, and then so that then uh Remen and Ichika show up and I don't know why Ichika says this. It took me a while to get changed. Um and this is where about where I like to call it enter in nosebleed. Yeah. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's wearing this skimpy two piece bathing suit and I'm like Bazing? Ba- yeah, bathing. Basting suit, no, <laughs> bathing suit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can speak English today. Um, and, and I'm like, how long does it take to put that on? <laughs> There's it's barely anything there, and it's funny. Kind of like, and I thought mine was a little bit too much, <laughs> right there. And it turns out that's uh, Kaito's older sister's swimsuit. See, I told you, Kaito's older sister. What's going on about that? Yeah, moving along. Um, so you know, you you see the traditional. They're playing uh, beach volleyball. They go into the water, splash each other, and everything. You know, go undersea diving and everything. Um, then it cuts to it's the funny part. Uh, I think it's Ichika's holding on Renon, and uh, Kaito's just pressing him, and he's just like water's coming out of it. And all of a sudden, this fish comes out of Renon. <laughs> it's just, it was just like, bleh. Bleh. <laughs> and there's like a small little like tuna or, or like, you know, sardine or something. Just yeah. bleh. <laughs> I, was, I, I saw them just, I'm like, <laughs> see, this is why I need, this is why I want a Renon plush so much because I think it's awesome. <laughs> just, and, just have like a little, there's a fish and it's like, bleh. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think I can make the sound too. It's like, eh, Renon. Stop. 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 <laughs> um, it's going to scare people away. Stop. Okay. They obviously haven't seen the video version. <laughs> if, the, yes, if you're yes, talking about that, you know. People watch us and actually listen to us. KT's doing some very provocative things on camera for you. <laughs> Always. Um, and then, so, it, it, this is where it's kind of funny. And then Remen's like, all right, we're going to start filming. And it's like, but it's still the first day. You guys had your Okinawa impression, so let's start filming and stuff. And so they set up, 
the next scene and stuff, and people are looking. All of a sudden, this girl walks up to uh, Tetsuo, and it's like, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're just making an independent film right there. And then the girl f- sees Kai, and she goes up, Kai, is that you? And Kai's no, like, Umi. Or Umi, it's yeah. Umi. Umi, is that you? And Kai's just like, who are you? How do you know, do you know my nickname? Yeah, and it's like, don't you remember me? And then all of a sudden, it just flashes back to when he was in the elementary school, and he's, I don't even remember the chick's name. Did you write it down? Yeah, it's right here, Koshida. Oh, and so Kinoshita, sorry, Kinoshita. Um, and then she's like, "Oh, yeah, I remember you." And then all of a sudden, she just yells out, "Yeah, I remember we're really close to each other, and you're supposed to be my fiance." And here comes their dirty looks. Yes. <laughs> so enter in random fiance, get random angry looks from your senpai and from Kana. Beware. <laughs> Me, I was like, "Oh, that's cute," but everybody else was. And of course, Remen. <laughs> yeah, but then this is it gets even funnier because then the there's a oh, oh, I wrote her name down too. Um, As Asa Asarwa Asarwa is I think I yeah. I'm probably mispronouncing that, but Asarwa is with Kinoshita or Ki, Kinoshita. Yeah, I'm I got that one right. Kinoshita is with. <laughs> it starts like sees a Tetsu, uh, Tetsuo. Tetsu Ro. Oh, you got me, got you got me saying that now. I hate you. <laughs> Tetsu Ro. And it's just like all sorts of just like starry eyes, like, who are you? What's your name? And like, do you have a girlfriend? Are you seeing anyone? He's just like, no. And she's like just flaunting over him at this point, you know? Yeah, it's like Katie's doing right now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so there, there's, and then <laughs> she's like, Oh, these girls, this girl, uh, um, Kinoshida, she's, she's the perfect guest star that I want in the movie and everything. So they, they start filming this and, uh, you, you see Tetsuo, Tetsuro get, uh, all like, oh, this is really <laughs> uncomfortable because the girl's still, ah, uh, like, and he's like, oh, I forgot something at the, uh, cabin or the, his, the hotel. I got to run back and. Uh, no, no, no. Before that, before that, there's, we have the whole uh, interrogation between each guy. Oh, yes. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, you, you skip this part yeah. because this is really funny because he's just kind of like, you know, just sitting there with his just knees together, you know, for anyone who might be able to see me right now can see his vision, but he's just kind of like sitting like this with his head down. It's just like, you know, you're like a child who's obviously been in trouble, you know, and there is like saying, how do you know this person? You know, what's going on? And he's just kind of like, what's kind of, you know, this is kind of my business. What do you have with that? And the both of them just kind of like look at each other and just get the same things like, because your sister left we, the senpai in charge. Yeah. To keep we you are, in we are in charge of you. <laughs> and I'm just, <laughs> I'm just going like, yeah. You're you're kind of bone, buddy. Yeah, and he just starts digging a hole in himself. It's like I gotta explain the situation. Oh, so there's a situation between you two? No, no, no. I'm trying to explain the current state of affairs. Oh, so you've had an affair with him? No, 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 no. no. I love I love it because they're not giving a, they're not giving a word in Edgewall at anything. Every single time they try, he tries to like you know it's like hear me out here, they're all like shut up. Yeah, like like they wouldn't give him an inch. It was it's just like going. Then you have. Mio and uh, Tetsuo. Damn it. <laughs> Tetsuo! Tetsuo! 
<laughs> I'm blaming every single time I say Tetsuo, I blame KT. So Tetsuo and Neo's out there just talking to each other, and he's just kind of like, I feel sorry for you, buddy. I'm just like, <laughs> do you? Do yeah. you really feel sorry for him? And enter in random well, Os- well, Osara. Well, so because just- Mio's like, so what about that other girl? Huh? You you guys exchanged emails and everything. It's like, well, I couldn't say no to a pretty girl. And then all of a sudden, blip, <laughs> yeah, she's just like on cue. She just like sits there, like right over the balcony, just kind of like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's- like that it, it was just kind of loop. and and then I, she starts spewing all these like facebook stalking type things about him it's like oh yeah you like this this and this and this and this and it's like uh... <laughs> yeah it's like i can see like how i mean like she's kind of cute but she's also kind of crazy <laughs> kind of reminds me of a girl i dated before same here few of them i've dated yeah you know, they're all clingy on there's you. There's a reason know. why they're there's a really good reason why they're exes. <laughs> <laughs> um and so they uh so and then there's this random bed scene where I for, I haven't forgot what Tetsuro told Kai, because I don't remember that scene that well. But the scene after it, it's Kana, she's looking through her clothes and everything, and Mio, she's in bed naked. <laughs> Again, again, and and Mio's just like ah, none of these clothes really click. And it's like oh, you're adorable sometimes. And then she goes to bed, and uh, Kana calls her out. It's like, are you gonna sleep like that? You know, I can't sleep any other way. <laughs> Most random thing ever. Um, and- I just I found this to be like just so funny because. I guess she just likes to sleep in the nude. I guess she just likes to. She feels more comfortable being nude. Mio's a nudist. I'm going, I mean, it's like it's a purist. There you go. If all right, so we've cleared that up. Yeah. Um. So then the next day they're shooting. That's when we get to Tetsuo. It's like, oh, I forgot something at the cabin, and uh, he kind of runs off, and he's looking through his bag. It's like. What can I say? I forgot. What can I say? Oh, I might as well just kill some time. And all of a sudden, the door creaks open, and Renan's on the bed right behind him. Um, and then, uh, what's her name? Uh, Arisoa or whatever. She she pops yeah, up. Arisoa. And she and she's <laughs> she's like glomps. Just it's the best word is yes. it's, she just glomps him on the bed. Yeah. And she's like, I can't control myself or whatnot. And what do you think I'm here? And like they're really literally wrestling on the bed. And uh, so um, Tetsu, they man they they like knock heads or some or no no all of a sudden you see the struggling and then all of a sudden you see just a loud thump and Arisa uh, she just falls off the bed and then poor uh, no 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 what happened is Mio pops yeah. in and pushes her yeah just pushes her out of the way and then poor uh, Renan got knocked over too. And then right when Narisa falls over, butt on poor Reno, and then he gets smothered to death or something. <laughs> well, the worst part is, too, is that, you know, they have to put a little fan service, of course. But, you know, uh, I'm gonna we're going to keep on referring to this. I have to refer to notes every time we say your name because we haven't got it down yet. But Arisa was hot pants where uh. Reno got squished by ass by is the best way to put it. Is you see the his little like his or her whoever it is little 
plant. Yeah. You know, plant yeah. hairdo. It's just sitting right up there, right from her butt. And it's just, you're just going like, hmm. Mm, yes, yeah. that is a very <laughs> provocative scene. Yeah. And then, uh, insert rem and laugh here. Yeah. <laughs> and then Mio, Mio, like, ends up in the traditional, uh, girl falls on top of guy situation, except her dress is kind of. The oops scene. Yes. Yeah. And apparently, she's not wearing underwear. Yeah, her uh, dress is kind of hacked up. She, you see her play that uh, <laughs> yes. awkward she's just moment. Like, ah! And just kind of slowly slips her, her dress back over her butt. Uh, awkward moment. And then we see this other... And then it cuts to the scene where uh, Kinoshida and uh, Kaito, they just had wandered off into the woods between all this mess and whatnot. And it's the... Uh, Kinoshida, she's kind of talking to him. Uh, what if uh, this was all true and it wasn't just an act, and that um, still in love with you, and you said you didn't have a lover and all? And he's like, "Well, there's a girl I kind of like, but I don't I'm have not involved. Fun. But I, there's a girl I kind of like. And yeah. At this point, you just see the most like, like really, they they really did a good job in animating this, like." just had this like most distraught look on her face and yeah. tears falling out and you're, you're just seeing this going like wow yeah and she's that is, like she's truly sad yeah you you just kind of see some tears coming up and uh you know it's this awkward moment where there's rustling leaves and uh um what's her face uh ichika she's looking in the woods for them because they kind of just disappeared randomly and she's Oof, like ninja shows up right in between them while uh kai was gonna go you know say i'm sorry or something but it looks like something else is gonna happen and they all have this awkward triangle scene and of course the episode ends right there <laughs> yes and where it ends it's ending at a really good point especially for the how we're doing the show right now yeah because we're so only on it leaves, episode... it leaves us leaves us for a lot of like speculation because here we have like the people who we feel that are actually interested in each other now con conflicting or not conflict sorry coming to the crossroads of who they're supposed to actually be liking yeah um so uh it's gonna be interesting because it's only 12 episodes and we're about halfway right i think yeah yeah, we're on episode yeah. five yeah five. I, no six. six we are halfway yeah, yeah we're halfway and I really don't want it to end. Just like C3, I think the pacing was really good, you know? Um, yeah. I hope we get more because I'm enjoying it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying this one because it's I've always been a fan of this uh, this, this series, you know? this the, all, all of them. Yeah. And uh, speaking of enjoying things, let's go into our next anime where I'm sort of starting to enjoy it. And our next anime is Shakugan no Shana Final. And it's brought to you by Pincers. Watch out what you're grabbing. <laughs> so, last time, I get winded by saying two names. 
Yoshida finds a purpose, and the fight between Yuji and Shauna rages on. Finally! <laughs> Even great snooze, too, because when we first get in the, the scene right after this into our 19th episode, is Shauna and Yuji actually are fighting for reasons. I mean, of course, you know, some dialogue happens and they're trying to convince Shauna on Yuji's views and everything. Then it cuts to the opener that we are now listening to. Yes. Um, and then Yuji's like, I, I'm doing it for you because I love you and everything. And then Shauna is, uh, she totally just, that, that, that hit a nerve. <laughs> Yes, and this is what I love, too, because this is the first time in the entire series where we see Shauna back to her original self, like, because, you know, they obviously have already exchanged that they love each other, and they're making this very valid now, but because of uh, Yuji's mm, stubbornness, we'll call it, I'll let let KT explain this, because this Uh, is just absolutely, this is awesome. Yes, so he's like, can't you understand I'm doing this all for you? And she just totally wails, just like comes at him. He's like, for me? All of a sudden, she like pulls out her giant firearm fist and just smack right on the face. And I just call it the ultimate bitch slap. <laughs> like, totally just whacked him and he flies across the thing in a metamorphosis, just like picks him up and is like, you know, for you to be the god of creation and all, you kind of really suck with women. <laughs> it's the greatest part, too, and this is what I mean by it, because how many episodes has it been since we ever heard, like, Shauna actually say, Yuji Yubaka, you know, yeah. or Baka. And that right there, I'm just going, that is the Shauna I remember from the original shows, just, you know... It's telling people to you know shut up, you know Ursai, and calling it like Yuji Baka all the time. It's like this is this is what I remember as Shauna, and they, yeah. they brought it back in this one. I was I was kind of happy about that. Yeah, and I, I just loved it because he just totally gets smacked pretty far where his general has to come pick him up. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they have this conversation, and he's like, "I was never good with girls. I was hoping your centuries of advice would help me." And the general's like. I was never good at girl with girls either, <laughs> and they they just con- true true guy talk there. Yeah, <laughs> they, and then you know they just continue on with the battle after that where uh, um, I forgot that couple. They're trying uh, to sales and I forget the girl's name. I I keep on trying to write it down, but I just can never find yeah. it. Um, the girl that has the like flying energy thing. They're trying to break into the uh, giant tower that was built in the previous episode. And uh, the mad scientists, he, uh, um, all of a sudden you see one of, all these garage doors open and then this giant robot pops out that, to me... Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, cut- sorry, sorry, sorry. So we, I got to stop you there right there because we're missing one vital key point because this is actually shown through the rest of some of the other episodes is that um, oh, yeah. Shauna is going toward what was called now called the world egg, which is the, which is going to be the unrestricted spell that is making their, their new world. And she, they're trying to uh, break the unrestricted spell. So it stops the creation of the new world. And she has something in her hand. She throws it. It turns into like a little fireball and everything. And it's a ring. Well, it is, it's called the core day, 
which is an unrestricted method that turns a ring into a bullet, basically. Yeah, you'll, you'll see more. Yeah, we see and, more of this later in the episode too. Yeah, and it's just like go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, it slices him, and he's like, "Oh, apparently you've gotten some new toys since since we last fought." Um, but then, yeah, so it goes back to the couple fighting, and you see these this robot come out, and tell me not does that not look like Al from Full Metal Alchemist when it no. popped up? No, it doesn't doesn't necessarily remind me of Al as it more reminds me of like something from uh Big O. Like I don't know, it probably reminds me of that because the uh Domino sounds like Al. But so one pops out and the guy's like oh crap. And then so that so one This is the best part. This is the best part too because you know our crazy mad scientist is just kinda like here's my my greatest creation, and this is what he named it too, mind yeah. you. You called the excellent two five two five zero five eight zero the punching tiger trap. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, really? That's his name? Yeah. So what? One of them pops out, and he's like, "Oh crap!" And then it starts walking off, and all of a sudden, in every garage door, each robot just starts popping up, and he's like, "Oh dear." <laughs> And they just start yeah, if, to come marching you have at that, him. You have that, oh, you have that, just that, oh crap look on your face too. You're just kind of like, oh damn. Yeah. Um. So there's this waging battle that's going on. Um. And then underground in the tower, we see uh, what's her name? Um. Marjorie. Marjorie. And she's like, "Man, I'm missing all the fun stuff upstairs." And it's like, "Well, you got to do what you got to do to uh get it." So she leaves this uh spell under there and then you see the old man leave another spell on the other side and all of a sudden it just erupts and the tower starts to uh kind of do the leading tower pizza thing and wants to like crumble and of course our awesome general metamorphosis he uh grabs his handy dandy spear enlarges enlarges it and just like chucks it right down the center of the tower and hits rock bottom he's like that should hold it. <laughs> the worst part was about this is when he threw the spear and then also I got it, I saw it got bigger. I was just why the first thing popped in my head was like it's morphin time. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why that popped in my head when I first saw that, but I had to I had to pop it in the segment because I didn't want to write it in there because I didn't want you to make any comments or have any <laughs> time to think about comments before I can make it. Um, but the, the the nice the funny thing is about these episodes is finally we're actually going to see a lot of action in them. So that that's why um, you'll see as you watch the episode, you'll see that we're not commenting a lot about it because a lot of it is actually brute battle instead of just the Dragon Ball Z style where they take a hit and then they talk for twenty minutes <laughs> type thing. And uh, so you know they're having this crazy battle, and Yoshida, you know, she's still up there. She's the only human that's in between. Like that's caught in the crossfire to say of this whole thing because everybody else is either a flame haze or a tomagara or some kind of god, and they're like literally duking it out like crazy. I highly suggest you watch it if you're. This is the action I've been wanting since episode six <laughs> of the <this> series, <laughs> um, and you know she's she's having this kind of a uh, you know internal battle in her 
head, what should I do? What should I do? And then she's like, oh, I can change something. So she yells up to Shauna, who's still fighting Yuji. She's like, Shauna, I need you to cut this chain that's, you know, holding back her powers. And Shauna's like, oh, sure, and flies down. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I found this to be funny, too, because she doesn't second-guess it, too. It's like, wh- like, why in the world does she even have that on? She's just kind of like, okay, swoops Swink. down and, you know, slices it. And then Yoshida pulls out the, the he- was the Hira? The Hira, I think it's pronounced. Yeah, Hiralda or whatever. Hiralda, yes. I'm horrible pronouncing things, apparently. Uh, Hiralda and... Uh, from the previous season, we see that Phyllis, Phyllis gave that to her. And what it's supposed to be is, is that if there's ever a time where she feels like um, that she needs to be summoned, Phyllis, that is, that you would use this this um, this charm to summon her. Because, but the, there's a cost, though. It would cost your life to do it. So. Yoshida gets all her courage up and everything because with that chain on, she couldn't use that pendant. And with the chain now gone, she used it and summoned Phileas. But then Phileas, Phileas lives a, a small detail out about this, uh, about the Hiralda. Hiralda, God, I just completely screwed that one up. Hiralda at <laughs> large. Hiralda. But the Hiria. <laughs> What it does, what actually its, its purpose is, is that after it's been used, it is allows humans to use unrestricted spells. Uh, so it, it's not as we're supposed to take your life. Yeah. Um, she says normally it takes your life because humans are so scatterbrained kind of thing, you know, and they're not really, they don't really have a reason to be using an unrestricted spell. But in this case, she's so determined to change the battle for both Yuji and Shauna that um, she kind of uh, got away with it <laughs> pretty yeah. much. But here's where it's, it's to me, I find very interesting too, because, you know, Felix shows up and everything and obviously everyone's just kind of like, Oh crap. You know, cause I, they, they mentioned before that she's a very, very, very strong, you know, then like crazy strong and this is what i mean too because here she is just kind of like walks up at yoshida and everything kind of like puts yoshida in front of yuji's kind of like about to grab her and all that fun junk and there she is like right next to him grabs his arm puts his arm behind him touches <laughs> his back to wake up johan which is the reiji mayo that resides inside him and i'm just going like wow so shauna is like trying her hardest to beat Yuji while she just kind of walks up and just bleh, bleh. yeah. And I'm like going, how crazy powerful is she? Yeah, um, and they're they're kind of nuts. Both of them are kind of nuts too, because um, Johan comes out and starts taking out the uh, what you call it, um, Maya or known as the Midnight Lost Child. Yeah, tries to take that out, and um, Yuji's going like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Well, I'm just." kind of taking back what's mine <laughs> type thing and they have this five minute discussion on everything on how he's an idiot and whatnot yeah in a nutshell well, we can put this simply as if you truly love somebody you can be selfish yeah and then in in, in the end he gives he ends up pushing the uh reiji bio back into uh yuji 
and uh all of a sudden this is this is awesome <laughs> all of a sudden this uh they they make this bridge out of a spell <laughs> <laughs> yes and oh. <laughs> This uh, Sorry. Volkswagen. No, just, I, I just give me a second to laugh this up for a bit. Yeah, but this Volkswagen hippie van drives up, and when it comes when it comes up, Phileas kind of just <laughs> chucks Yoshi up into the air because he was because she was holding her for the whole time, just like oh yeah. whatever, let's get the garbage out, <laughs> and they all get into the the. Uh, Volkswagen van. <laughs> they all get into the hippie van. Yeah. That's like the first thing I thought of. I saw. I was like, "What the hippie van?" Yeah. And they just drive off. <laughs> yeah. This was like probably the best random scene I have ever seen in Shauna. All together was alone. This hippie van. I am like a thorough fan of this hippie van. Yeah. And they just they just drive off. And then it cuts to the other scene where uh, Metamorphosis is like, Doctor, are you done fixing the base yet? And he's just going like, give me a second. I'm trying to get it to all work. And all this time he's pinching Domino and it looks really uh, awkward. (laughs) Yeah, for all those who like, we can't really like describe how awkward this is. So we recommend you watching this episode. Yeah. Very, very uh, awkward, and then he all suddenly reboots the base, and it just does the kind of what happens in the Transformers movie when Unicron transforms. There's all these tubes and pipes and everything pop out and kind of stabilizes the uh, tower, and now the general can get his spear, which shrinks back to uh, regular size, and he can take that off and throw it into the ether. Or whatever he's doing with it, but um, then it cuts to uh, Carmel where she's still back when uh, um, what is it, Felius and uh, and Johanna show up. They made this like windstorm or something where you can, if you're not concentrated, you can get lost in your thoughts there. And Carmel's just like, I couldn't help Felius Felius again. you know, what am I doing? Is my whole reason to be a flame haze done now? I can't really. And you see her mask start cracking and everything. And then all of a sudden Marjorie just shows up right above her. It's like, oh, feeling lost in your thoughts? Been there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this yeah. is a great scene for Marjorie, too, because you've seen how like how much stronger she's become since like the whole breakdown she's had and like all the support she's actually got, you know. So I feel that uh, Marjorie has become a very strong character at this point to actually to just boost Carmel's like morale up, and it, it was it was a good scene actually. Yeah. yeah, and then Carmel, and then you know she reminds Carmel that you know there's this girl that's probably gonna die if you don't go out, help go out and help her, and it kind of makes Carmel remember why she's fighting, and then she heals her mask, and they go all out, and now it's. Three on two. <laughs> um, and I don't know if I can make the sound any less provocative. Yeah, I I didn't catch this next line that you put down here on the robots. To be honest. Um. But uh, so, um, they they get saved, and there's another intense battle and everything, 
Um, the funny thing oh, is, it, it cuts out to the hippie van again. They're driving because you see all these Tomagaras that's coming into Masaki City right now. And uh, all of a sudden, these blasts are coming at him. And the old man, he's like their bodyguard. He like deflects him, but the van starts shaking and everything. And then the front of the van actually pops up. It's like, can you be a little more careful right here? We got the girl in the van too, you know? Yeah, the first thing I thought of too when I saw this was the that was Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Too. Really, it's like then I started thinking about like all the people in there. I'm like, alrighty, so we got the whole mystery, the mystery, uh, mystery machine crew in this van. You know, Scooby Doo is the the head of the van. The driver is Shaggy. The top is going to be like either. I don't know. I want. I don't want to say it's Freddy, but it's it's you know probably like what was Velma? Yeah, yeah Velma. Velma. <laughs> and you know, I'm just sitting there going like I'm just like picturing a whole bunch of like the just the whole Scooby Doo crew there. Yeah, just they're driving along, and I I thought that was hilarious because I don't know where they're going. I don't even know who these guys are really. They just appeared. <laughs> And now they're going on some crazy adventure <laughs> with uh, um, what's her name? Yoshida in the back seat, passed out, <laughs> <laughs> just just zonked out. And this is what I mean by the whole robot thing because when they showed up, like they have the two flame hazes you know, fighting off the robots again. I swear to God, I heard Godzilla voices coming from them. I, I, if it's just me, you know, then maybe it's just me. But did you did you happen to hear that? that? No, I, I honestly didn't catch that until I saw it down here. I'm like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about, Dito. <laughs> yeah, okay, so this is, like, I th- swear when they're, when they're, like, moving around, like, like making their noises and everything, I swear they made a Godzilla scream. Yeah, and, and then I, I swear they did this just to appease the fans, but during the episode, they kind of just intertwined these little tidbits of the Earth gods fighting, and they're taking names left and right. And all of this, and yeah, it doesn't but look, Yeah, it doesn't look like they're making. They're even breaking a sweat right now. Um, but yeah, you only. Like they're even dancing. Yeah, you 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 only see them for like thirty seconds at a time, which is kind of you know I kind of want to see them fight more. Hopefully, we will. Yeah, um, it's it, they're like they're obviously crazy powerful, but they don't get enough screen time. Yeah, um, and then it goes. Back to, of course, the lover's quarrel that's still going up above the head going for the uh, world egg. That's a horrible name. Um, I, uh, hey, I didn't name it, so. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, Shauna's kind of getting the upper hand because now that uh, Johannes is not part of Yuji, he's having a hard time detecting how the spiritual energy is going, which is kind of hindering his ability to fight. Because, you know, I guess everybody else can do it, like, in their sleep. And uh, so all of a sudden, Shauna's about to, like, send out this huge blow against him. And we see a spell that comes out and blocks him. And everybody's like, that's not the god of uh, creation's spell. That looks like it's Yuji's unrestricted spell. And uh, you kind of describe it, Dito. It's... Um, it's a wall. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much, it's like a crystal wall. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like when I saw when I, I'm just looking, I'm going, 
Diamond Wall or something? I, I feel like it's something that came out of the Magic the Gathering or something, you know? Yeah. Um, but, and at this point, itself, everyone is amazed too because that it's just, it was just kind of like unconsciously you know, thrown out there. And obviously, it's apparently it's a big deal because even Shauna is just like, oh, I gotta, I gotta attack before he can master this, yeah. you know? It, so, um, on her final attack, re- remember those uh, what you might call them? The uh, starts with a C. Cordair. Cord. Cord. Cordair. She. Uh, she Cordae. has. Yeah. She Cordae. has. Yeah. Corday. She has a handful of them. <laughs> a handful of them, and then she does the uh, giant flame hand that she was. We see her trying to get in the first few episodes with a handful of them, and just totally goes at the uh, world egg with that, and. Uh, you see uh, Yuji trying to stop her with the unrestricted spell that everybody is so amazed about. Um, impressive, I say, but the second time around, uh, kind of showed it kind of so sucked. much. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, it the, was. Yeah, the, the you f- caught. It's like you catch me off guard once. You can't get and catch me off guard twice. Yeah, because the uh, flame hand kind of cuts through it like uh, a hot knife through butter. <laughs> No, no, no. That one, it like it, it had some it had some struggling, but you know he's using the silver as a secondary shield that's uh, covering up the trying to cover up the world's egg. That was a hot knife to be. Yeah. yeah, and then then you see all the accordes separate and just like slice into it different parts, and it uh, the girl likes her rings. Let's just say, and it it literally just turned it into. Since we're going with the food thing, turned it into Swiss cheese, and it kind of just broke apart everywhere. And um, mm-hmm. that's pretty much where the episode ended. Everybody's yeah. kind of, uh, what just happened here? <laughs> Type thing. Yeah. I mean, it seems like that the original story is going to be... Now, it's starting to pick up and everything, but I think they might be killing the story, too, when they start bringing the other flame hazes back. Because it seems like this is one of those that would work out better if that's just Shauna, Yuji, and the gang and everything yeah. were just to settle out, you know? Yeah, cause because they're obviously trying to bring like, the other flame hazes back because they're bringing in the leaders, they're bringing in that, what was it, the guy the guy with the rose and everything. I forgot to write his name down, but yeah. It seems like every time they bring to these ones, they kind of kill the actual like mood of the series. It feels like. Yeah, and it, I'm worried because it's almost the end now. We're all, we're at episode twenty. Four episodes. Yeah. Yeah, we so, have two more episodes of Kita before this ends. Yeah, I, I'm worried. I'm excited though. This is what I've been waiting for. Like I said, since episode six, but I'm still kind of worried now, and uh, I guess we'll have to wait. In two weeks and see what happens you know what we haven't seen in a while we haven't seen our bomb girl yeah we like I yeah, we, we haven't seen her a few episodes yeah i have no idea where she disappeared to because like i said i thought she was going with them to america yeah. and everything and i guess not um maybe she's still in the first class lounge yeah it's true um but you maybe know, eating some plain fruit yeah you know who's not in the first class lounge? You. This episode of Kita, man. Yes, that's, that's true too. That, that's this is that's pretty much it. This I don't really. That's all we have. That was all Shauna. Um, again, we're probably running a little long already. 
So we'll just get these plugs in real quick. Uh, again, feedback. We love feedback, input, hate mail, anything. Kita, K-I-T-A at ktdata.net. Send it all to us. Let us know how much you hate us. Let us know how much you love us. Let us know how boring we are. Anything at all. We'll read it on air. As you know, Keep yes. it short, though, because um, we are going long. <laughs> um, also, double-check us on on um, ktdata.net we will be covering up uh, anime salt lake this weekend and also check for uh, some more reviews i'll be posting up here really soon i'm going to be doing my next one on hyperdimension neptunia mark two just got it in yeah um and then you know make sure you guys find me on all the social networks twitter google plus and off um, I actually think I might crowdsource my haircut. So if you want to have input on how this hair looks, because I know it looks horrible now, you can make it even look more horrible. So, <laughs> um, oh God, I'm going to tape it. You know that, right? Yeah. And we, you know, we do this show every two weeks. So our next one will be at March 13th. Make sure you guys come visit us. It, of course, always ktdata.net forward slash live. There, the chat rooms there. You know, there's people in the chat room. You you get to catch our pre and post shows because those are always hilarious. And you know, watching live, you can have direct input. We do try to read stuff in the chat that's relevant to what we're talking about, but usually we bore them by the time we start. <laughs> um, yes, there is uh, no one in the chat yes. live. See, we are we are liars. Yeah, we're liars. And if you were in the chat room, you would know that. Um, hmm? But uh, you know. Until next time, my friends, stay classy and I don't know. I suck at these exits. I'll just see you guys later. And stay clean. Uh, Bye, guys. Uh, 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 uh. There it is. All right, I gotta use this voice, or it's not loud enough for the dudes to hear. And such. Yeah, boobies. Boobies. Boobers. Ah, all right. Yeah. Too, too bad my mic's like right here. No matter where I move, you're gonna hear exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> Oh. Talk louder so all the people can hear and talk slowly so they understand what you are saying. Why am I just reminding Mighty Python right there? <laughs> you know talk uh i i think i'm fine now honestly no you sound like a robot hold on i'm gonna call you back like you you seriously sound like robotic or right here you don't even sound anywhere close to being you yeah <laughs> yay i am a robotic yay <laughs> going to disneyland guys yay